I think that the American version of The Office is better than the British version I, of The Office. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you agree? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I got some hate for that in the past, but I, I definitely agree. I think David Brent is just too unlikable in that series, and he yeah. never really. Michael Scott is is unlikable, but he's also likable at the same time. He's able to walk the line between both, and it seems like David Brent is just always off-putting in his personality. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of a random thing to talk about, but. Uh, <laughs> so 2017, it's been a it's been a good year, for, I think, for both of us. It's been changing, lots of change, and um, yeah. Well, how would you sum up 2017 for yourself? Hmm. <laughs> Probably, so I'm 29 years old. Um, I grew up, you know, I was born at the end of the Soviet era. Um, I was born a year before the Berlin Wall fell. And my first memories of life was um, the optimism of the 90s, I think, and the realization that the, the world order had shifted. And it wasn't America versus, you know, the USSR anymore, but it was this global, almost like a global democracy, a dream of global democracy. And that was super um, optimistic at the time when I was a kid, you know, jobs were, were um, pretty good, people were able to make money. I've seen, you know, with, with the things that have gone on in the world since, I feel like whereas there was optimism in the past, now there's a lot of fear that a lot of people have, a lot of anxiety, a lot of insecurity, and I've dealt with a lot of that in 2017, to be completely honest. Um, not only did I am, am I experiencing the things around the world that I'm sure everybody is, but I also quit a, a pretty secure job that paid well, and you know had a had um, retirement and health insurance and all that because um, we have to pay for health insurance in America, unfortunately, um, at this point. But um, but I left all that so I could go out and pursue my own craft as as an as an artist, and so. All the turmoil that was going on in the world on the macroscopic level, I always was feeling internally inside of me, because I felt like the struggle to be optimistic and survive as a as an artist and as a designer um, was really challenged, you know, because of the things I would hear in the world or my own lack of success at certain times as I've gone on this uh, almost six month journey of working for myself. So I would say to sum up that question. I've learned almost that optimism and hope starts with, with, with you, with you as the, as the creator. Because we as creators are, we have an incredibly powerful gift. We're able to look into the unseen. We're able to look into the mystery of the cosmos. And we're able to pull order out of the chaos of the world around us. And we're able to create our own peace and our own optimism. We're the ones as creators that build the future and that build the present and the people around us that are the merchants of fear and the merchants of you know tribalism or xenophobia hatred these these people are the destructors mm. we're the creatives and we're like i guess the jedi in a sense fighting against the dark side of the force in that regard so i would say the one word answer for 2017 for me has been optimism and growth and you need to have optimism if you're going to grow and as long as you keep growing, that's something to be optimistic about. So, you know, in spite of everything else around me, I just move forward with that optimism that I'm on the good side, I'm on the creative side, as are you, as are everybody yeah. watching this. And we can grow together and we can help each other grow. And um, it's been really cool, Mark, seeing you grow as an artist, as a podcaster, and as a friend in the course of this last year as well. I appreciate the kind words. That's, I think you just nailed it. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. Um, 
that's yeah there's so much like you say so much bad things so many bad things have happened um this year and that internal optimism like you say you know, it's, it's just keeping the light going sort of thing um and like sure. it, it just 2018 i hope it's going to be a, a good year i mean obviously going to have bad things are going to happen in the world but um it's, it's, the, it's the start of a new year always brings this little bit of optimism that you, the, the drive that pushes me forward so um, i'm looking forward to it um yeah so the start of the year like a lot of English celebrities died, like well, well-known people died uh, in 2016, and uh, towards the end of last year. And I think the like, general public sort of was hoping that 2017 would be a better year, and they had a lot of optimism because it was like a fresh start. And um, then, as it went on, like, a few things happened, like the Manchester uh, attack and then London, and um, like you said, there's a lot of fear in the world now. And uh, it's, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully it develops next year, and obviously with Brexit and Trump, and it's just a mess of the media at the moment. I think it's cool to to move away to move away from the media next year. I think that should be on the people's list to do. It's just take a bit more of a step back from the media and just, like you say, live in your own optimism, own ecosystem, um, to to really focus on what you're doing rather than what the whole world's doing that you can't really change. That's a, that's a great point, Mark. And in fact, I'll even say that. Just me being fully honest, I have really um, dealt with a lot of sadness and depression and anger uh, because I think as creatives, we have a vision of what the world can be. I mean, we're we're looking at a blank screen or a blank piece of paper or a blank wall, and we're able to project ourselves the possible onto that. We're able to take concrete and tag it with graffiti and make it a work of art, hmm. but a lot of people um, don't do that. And, and I think a lot of people are afraid and they use that fear as, as a, a weapon to attack other people. And I've done it myself this year. So I, I really feel like this year for me has been, I, I got off of Facebook because some of the stuff that I would say to people that I've known for a long time that I didn't agree with maybe politically yeah. was wrong, was, was mean and cruel. And I've said things to other people that have been cruel and I've, because I've lived in this sense of almost paranoia myself, but I come to this realization this month that Okay, so this is going to sound kind of stupid or weird, but I think that the universe, that everything that exists has good and it has bad in it, and both of those things are necessary for one another. Like if you're if you're if you're painting a, pi- a picture or if you're if you're creating like a, a, a line with like let's say it's a white background with, with black thick lines on it to create a form, you need the blackness, you need the, the opposites to be able to highlight the, yeah. the con- contrast, those colors, that's how that black is going to pop as you have a white background. That's how white's going to pop if you have a black background. So darkness isn't something to be feared, but it's actually a tool. And the paranoia and fear around us in the world is a tool that sharpens us as artists. And I think that every action has an equal or opposite reaction. And so everything that's going on in the world on a global scale, though it's really bad, I think it's causing a lot of people like your age at 19, my age at 29, to stop like Instagramming their food all the time and playing video games and like re- just like be lazy and passive and realize that, hey, I have a voice, I have something I can say, I have something I can do. We as creators are kind of like the gatekeepers between the darkness and the light and it's our mission to be working to keep that balance because there's always gonna be dark, there's always gonna be bad, there's always gonna be light, there's always gonna be good. And I think it's our job as creatives because we can go on either side of that spectrum. We can create a lot of awesome things and contribute to the good. Mm. And sometimes creative people 
um, they just go mad. And, you know, you have like um, Louis Wayne, who who was a brilliant artist and he he went crazy. A lot of different creative people. Hitler was, a, was an art student that, that failed. He caused, you know, mass genocide. So creatives have this really interesting spectrum, and it's so important for us to maintain our own balance inside and keep the balance in the world around us. And I think that's something that each one of us is absolutely capable of doing if we just don't stop creating. We realize that we're here for an important mission, and that's to essentially keep the balance and the harmony in the world as much as possible. Because the, the dark side already exists, but we're called up to be champions of, of the right and champions of the light, I guess. Not getting religious about it, but just more more in just a general sense of, of philosophy, you know? And that, I think we've seen that as well from the art world. Like, obviously, going back to this, the bloke, uh, Trump, uh, he, he's seen, seen a lot of... Uh, That's the one we're formed. He's <laughs> seen a lot of uh, people creating art and, and humouring the fact that a lot of people dislike him and a lot of... Um, things he does isn't great and, and a lot of, yeah a lot of backlash in the art world sort of uh, creating funny things out of it and making the best of a worst best of a, making the best of a bad situation is what mm. I was uh, going to say but yeah so like you say it's just just optimism and creating to fight the dark side like you say um, what's been your favourite personally what's been your favourite uh, thing from 2017 my, wait, my favorite person? Yeah, personally. So, uh, what's been your favorite um, moment personally for from twenty seventeen? Oh. Could be anything. Uh, so, like, like in terms of like my design, or in terms of I'll get, anything. So, so like, my mine was it's anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, mine's traveling. I've I've been to a few yeah. different countries this year. Spent all my money, but it's um, it's, it's it's an incredible experience. I had even I know it sounds cliche, but when I came back from Thailand, I felt so more, much more grateful. Because I've been, I saw all these people that I've read about online and stuff, and all these hard workers. Um, but I saw them from, with my own eyes, and actually made me realise that how lucky I am um, to to be in England and and just have this amazing support around me. And um, yeah, so so it made me a bit, a bit, well, very grateful. And I've tried to drag it as long as I can um, that gratefulness. But um, yeah, so that's one of my favourite parts of 2017. <laughs> It's funny you say that because as I was thinking, like I have actually a very similar um, uh, kind of uh, story too. I I went to Peru in June, and I was up in the um, up in the Ancash Mountains. Um, we were in this this village called Yaquin. Yeah. And it's a village that really hasn't changed that much since the Spanish colonized it back in the gosh the 1500s maybe. So a lot of the women and men still wear traditional like. Old old world Spanish dress. Yeah, they just have electricity and a couple buildings. A lot of there's the running water comes from a well, an aqueduct that's up above the city, and a lot of people. There's like a baker in the town. People have animals stay with them in in, in their houses. Their houses are just made of like mud bricks, and they farm this mountainside. They're up in this mountain. And this is, and, I, and nobody there really has a Facebook or there's like one TV in the town and it's at the hotel and it only gets like one channel, um, which was in Spanish. So it was rubbish to me. I couldn't understand it. But um, <laughs> but I like that because I think in America and in, in, in any civilization where information is, is at you all the time, yeah. we become just fixated with what we consume. But out there, all I could consume was mountain air and people that were just farming and a, a tight-knit sense of community. Yeah. I think in, in the UK as well as in America and maybe across Europe, we've lost this idea of community and we've just become this big global um, society where I can talk to you right now 
across Skype in the UK. I've never met you in person, but I feel like we're friends and I feel like I know you yeah. from the conversations that we've had. But I come to this little mountain town and it's like they're just living to survive and to spend time with their family. And to me, that was a really powerful reminder of what what the importance of life truly is. And that's to be content with where you are and to find peace among the people that you love. And so I think that that was probably the highlight moment for me. I'd love, I left Peru feeling so at peace. And that's actually where I decided that I was going to go out on my own and freelance was up in the mountains of Peru. I was able to just really think and not be distracted by anything. I didn't have any cell service or anything. I just took a pen and paper and wrote, wrote out a plan for, uh, for freelancing. So I would say that was probably my top moment of 2017. It's a hell of a moment as well. That's incredible. Yes, it was. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm getting a bit emotional. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it's it's amazing that different perspectives and because both of those things were traveling related, different perspectives and how that actually that really does make you make your sort of mind open up a little bit and, and realize. Um, so 2018, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so um, I'm going to keep building my business. I've uh, recently hit a milestone on Instagram. I got 4,000 followers, which is really cool. Nice. Build my dribble following, and that's been a really cool way to get leads. I really want to grow as an artist. I think I've kind of developed a sort of style mm. um, that I'm calling uh, hikadelic because uh, you know it's a portmanteau of the word psychedelic, obviously, and, and hiking, which I am a fan of both of those things. And um, I've always liked the music of the 60s and the early 70s. My dad was um, kind of a hippie when he, back in the day, and he introduced that music to me. It's always the art of the old album artwork really influenced me as a, as a young person. So mm. I really want to kind of figure out how I can fuse those things together because I also really care about the outdoors and conservation and the environment. Yep. And I feel like if there's one message I can get across to people, I, I care about a lot of political things. And, um, you know, just like a lot of issues in general, I'm, I consider myself to be somewhat of a philosopher. I think about life a lot and, and outcomes a lot. But there's one way I can use my influence. It would be to get people to appreciate and love the natural world because we're so, you know, disconnected from it through our devices and, you know, our, our air-conditioned homes and our vehicles. But when you're out in nature, you really get a sense, kind of like we were talking about our traveling, you're separated from your cocoon. You get a sense of who you really are. And so... 2018 is going to be developing that style even more. I want to be the kind of artist that, that people hire for my style, not mm. not that they hire to work on other styles that other people are doing. I want to rip off other designers. I want to find my own my own field and then, you know, um, tend that field and then harvest that field, as it were. Nice. So 2018 is going to be about growing my business, scaling my business, um, maybe working with um, an, an agent um, to help me deal with bigger contracts I'm starting to deal with bigger contracts that are beyond my legal knowledge of understanding, um, continuing to work hard for my customers, giving my all to every project that I do, and just staying free as long as I can, um, and uh, loving my wife and getting to know her more, um, loving my friends and my community and my family, and doing a lot of traveling. And we're planning on possibly going to Europe or maybe New Zealand this year. Um, and just like you said, just keep that, that perspective, get a different perspective shift. So that's that's what's on the dock for me. I'm going to just keep building up House Design Service. And if you're not following me, I'm on Instagram <laughs> at House Design Service. And I'm also at Dribble um, backslash House Design, H-O-W-E-S. And uh, you can check out my work. I'd really appreciate it if you did. Sweet. That's a good plug as well. <laughs> You gotta um, do it, man. <laughs> yeah. 
you gotta always be promoting when you're working for yourself yeah I went out yesterday and had a blue design jumper on so like you say yeah. <laughs> always promoting um, yeah I mean it's one of the main things I've got written down for next year is, is sort of confidence um, I really want to be a bit more confident speaking to people and people I've never met um, uh, I know, my, um, you know some people say I'm, I come across quite confident anyway but um, even with podcasts I, I know I've I can't really string a whole sentence together properly, so I really want to come. And I really want to. I really want to get that going. And and um, so I've, I've signed anyway. I signed up for a, a course, a speaking course, um, with the UK's number one motivational speaker. Uh, oh. So hopefully that helps um, a little bit. Uh, talking in front of a room of twenty people or so, um, and and just getting getting that sort of road on the well, what's it called, the show on the road, uh, yes. speaking. <laughs> um, Gonna be more organised uh, and disciplined as well, because I think this year's is when I've been doing freelance work. Um, or my, well, not it's not really freelance work. But when I've been doing my own stuff, it's it's been a bit half-hearted at the start of the year, and then after I came back from Thailand, when I had this sort of epiphany, it was a bit more mm-hmm. like we're actually going to do this now. Um, so awesome. next year I'm going to carry on carry on that. Let's do this motivation thing and. Um, yeah, push it, push it forward. Like, like you say, like grow, grow it, and grow Blue Day Design, grow the podcast, and get a sponsor on the podcast, interview really cool people, yeah. meet a few cool people. Um, yeah, disciplined. Just like just work, just work. No let holidays. Me ask you, let me ask you this question: um, Where where do you want your design wheelhouse to go, and how do you want it to grow in 2018? You know, like I, like yeah. I kind of mentioned, I really want to work on my like hikeadelic thing and do a lot of outdoor related stuff, kind of retro inspired outdoor related stuff. That's kind of going to be what I work on a lot for my personal projects, and I, what I want to get hired for. What's the area that you are hoping to develop creatively in terms of your design, and what kind of clients would you like to hope to attract? So I'm, yeah, that's good. That's a good question. I'm, so I'm all about logos and branding, as you've probably seen. Uh, yeah. So I would, I would just just to get a few more long-term branding clients. Um, two two people that I've looked up to more towards the end of the year are um, guys Mar and Shomay. I can't I can never pronounce his name. Shomayev. Shom. Anyway, two really well-known uh, graphic designers um, who I've looked up to, and um, yes. I want to be. I want to take it as big as them, if not bigger. So. Not next year, but uh, overall. Um, so it's just, and they're based out of uh, New York City, right? They're the ones that did the Chase logo in 1959, yeah. and a lot of fantastic identity work in New York City. And yeah, that's a that's a great mark to mark to shoot for. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, next year, well, 2019, maybe bringing in depending on how next year goes, but bringing in someone else to help me along the journey and um, really help me push it. But next year, be focusing on building a reputation, I think, and um, Branding, like really trying to make myself a bigger name in the branding world. Um, yeah. yeah, just get myself out there a bit more. I think it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> design some cool shit too. Yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely. As always, and that's really the only way to really develop your your style, your niche is just. You know, I find it's funny because I spend a lot of time just doing designs for me yeah. that I don't pay a penny for. But I feel like the reason I do that is because of Draplin Lake. And I know you've had him on the show, too. I don't know if you talked about this at the time. But he does a lot of stuff for himself. And what I've noticed about him is that the work that he does for other people is because they like the work that he does for himself. Yeah. Because it's authentic and it's real. And people are like, wow, this guy actually cares about his dog and he made a logo for it. This guy you know, is a philosopher, so he wrote this Get Cosmic thing. 
And he does all the stuff that kind of creates a mythology, right? Like, Draplin is a mythological creature in some ways. He's this, he's kind of transcended just a designer and kind of created his own mythology. And I think about that a lot. I'm like, what can I create that, number one, sharpens my skills and illustrator, makes me a better designer technically, but also, and another guy that does this really well too is Andy uh, Andy J. Miller, um, who also has the podcast, Creative Pep Talk podcast. Yeah. I think he's done a really good job of creating his own mythology too. And um, and I, I know him, and he lives kind of in my neighborhood, so we've talked about this a couple of times, just this idea of, of um, saying something different and, and doing something for you and just keep priming that pump, as, as he talked about recently. And then people are attracted to what you're making. Because I feel like in the creative world, there's two different kinds of designers. There's the designers that are like multi-tools and they can do everything. They're like a jack of all trades but a master of none. And so they get hired to do a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And they might make a decent amount of money. But I feel like there's these, these people, and I talk about this on an Instagram Live video, that are trying to climb up the mountain and they're looking for – the creative snow, the, the fresh, pure snow that nobody else has walked in, right? I think that there's a lot of people who are popular in the design world, and a lot of people copy them. And so it's like you have like you have the top of the mountain, you have the snow, and then it runs down the mountain. It starts to pick up sticks and stones and bird crap and and uh, mud, and, and it becomes diluted, and it's no longer that pure snow anymore. Yeah. I think that the challenge for any creative person, any artist, is to endeavor to climb up to the top of that mountain find that fresh snow that nobody's seen but the way you get to the top of that mountain is by taking trails that nobody else is walking and that can be kind of scary because we like comfort and we like to know that our work is going to be liked and that's why we tend to design what other people are doing because we know that okay this is safe this is a well-marked trail and but sometimes you have to blaze your own trail go to the top of that mountain find your own creative snow and then you can then people come to you wanting that style because it's unlike anybody else is doing and then you can charge the big bucks so instead of being this jack of all trade that's like getting paid you know 50 pence or whatever it is i don't know if that's a lot of money in the uk but uh you can be making like a lot of pounds um because you you know a lot of dollars here in america because you're doing something that nobody else really is doing and people want that particular style and they're willing to pay money for it because you're the only person that can provide it and I think the people in my life, another friend of mine, Danielle Evans, Marmalade Blue, she's done that same thing with food typography. She kind of created this food typography thing, and it's making her a lot of money because she does it so well, and she does it in a, in a way that's completely uniquely hers. So I feel like that's the challenge for me, for you, and I'm excited to see as you grow because, I mean, I feel like as I look at your work, there's definitely elements of it that are a style of yours. But I feel like that can continue to be grown and evolved over time. I hope so, yeah. I'm excited to see how that work, that works out for you too. That's cool, yeah. Also, uh, 50, 50p is uh, 50 pence is like half a pound, so it's, it's not, oh. not nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what's a quid? Like, what's, what's a quid exactly? That's, I'm not confused by that. That's one pound. Oh, a quid's one pound? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way, it's the same thing? Yeah, so like you say five quid's five pounds, or a tenner is ten quid. Ten pounds. <laughs> um, so America, we we have like you have like ten dollars, and we also have like ten bucks. Yeah. So the same thing. So the, the pound sterling is the official nomenclature, right? Yeah, yeah. Is the quid kind of like the slang version of that then? Like, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. If you look on Urban Dictionary, it's probably the same. Yeah, it's probably like yeah, quid. <laughs> um, 
they got like uh, sort of Cockney words for it as well, like monkey, and it's like a certain amount of. I think like I think monkeys it might be twenty five pounds. I know, like it's it's weird. Cause, like obviously got Cockney rhyming slang, and um, they've yeah they've got a few weird ones on there with monkey, and I can't try to think of some more. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But that's fascinating. I, I I thought a quid was an entirely different denomination, and I'm like, where does that fall between the pound and and uh, pence? Or is it, yeah, Pence hierarchy. So yeah, we, it's funny because we have a vice president whose last name is Pence. Yeah, uh, that's about what he's worth too. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> but I, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, we used to have like shillings and um, all that stuff as well. Um, half a half a penny and God, it, it went yeah too mad. And then we just narrowed it down, which is good. Um, I mean, I wasn't around for the shillings, so it's fine. But <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what was I saying? We've we've gone off now. <laughs> we, we always do. <laughs> it's going to be a good year. That's all I'm going to say. Um, looking forward yes. to it. Really looking forward to it. Um, do, you, do you have anything? Anything you want to add to the video? Any last words you you want to say? Or yeah, I do. Um, and I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head, but I I want to encourage everybody out there in podcast land. Um, first of all, <laughs> if you're not subscribed to Creative Waffle, do it right now. <laughs> House Design Service is telling you that you need to do it because I listen to it all the time. I always look forward to the different interviews that Mark has on. Mark is an incredible interviewer. He's very thoughtful. Um, and he is able to ask questions that I think really brings out really interesting topics of conversation with different designers. And um, so I've been very fortunate to be on it uh, a couple times this year. And so if you haven't subscribed yet, I think it's a, it's a wonderful free investment to help you grow in 2018 and to feel like you have someone alongside you on the journey who's figuring it out and talking with other people that are also trying to figure it out. That's point number one. Point number two, I want to encourage everybody out there to go out there and find your own snow. Find your freshly fallen snow that nobody else has walked in. It's super easy to go on there and and rip off Draplin. I've done it before. I'm very guilty of that in the past. Um, it's easy to rip off Nick Slater or Jay Fletcher or you know um, just any, any hotshot designer out there easy to do but at the end of the day that's not going to make you a better designer it's just going to make you a, a, a good counter counterfeit artist at the end of the day your goal my goal mark's goal everybody's goal is to find your own snow that nobody else has had a chance to pee in yet and in order to do that you got to be bold enough to walk up that mountain take the backpack full of your tools take your compass which is your philosophy the way that you see the world and your intuition which is um, the drive that keeps you going that passion that keeps you moving and find your own path. And I'm really encouraged um, by this idea, and I'm going to be doing that. I'm excited to see what everybody else comes up with. I think it's high time in the world of design that we have a lot less copiers and a lot more innovators. Mm. And um, we all contribute to the conversation, and we push each other forward, and we grow our craft. We're connected now more than ever before. So now is the time for adventure. Now is the time to seek out new heights, find that freshly fallen snow, and, uh, and let's not use that snow to throw it at other people in a big snowball fight but let's use it to make ourselves a shit whack of money in 2018 so that that's that's my uh my encouragement to everybody out there in podcast land from here in columbus ohio in my studio so i second that yeah thank you very much <laughs> i know this is great um i'm gonna end it there anyway i'm gonna cut it up there so that's no i really appreciate that um that's uh that's insane um where can people find you 
Yes. Uh, again, I am on Instagram at How's Design Service, all one word, H O W E S, Design Service. I'm also on Dribble at Dribble uh, backslash How's Design, all one word. You can also just type in Benjamin House and you can find me there. And finally, I'm also on um, the internet, the World Wide Web. At housedesignservice.com. And if you want to email me, uh, uh, people ask, ask me questions a lot. I always answer every single person who writes me because I think that's important to give back. And my email is ben, B-E-N, at housedesignservice.com. Perfect. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Creative Waffle. Ben gave you some fantastic advice in there. I recommend taking it and actually putting it into practice. I know I will be. I'll be listening back to this podcast and writing things down and, and take it into consideration when writing my New Year's resolutions and goals. So on behalf of myself, Mark Hirons and Blue Deer Design, I hope you have a fantastic year in 2018. Best wishes. I'll see you then.